This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast, episode number 180. And I am your host, Adam Bell, and joining me as always is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. How you doing, Peter? I am doing well. How about yourself? I am also doing well. It's a it's a nice fall day here, and uh, got football tomorrow, and gonna we're all going to meet. Uh, the girls are coming in for the football game, so... We'll have good time. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, we're going to meet girls. I was like, wait, dude, you're married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to meet three girls at a football game. <laughs> uh, and why wasn't I invited? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, uh, one of them's my wife and uh, the other two are under the age of 21. Well, that's a good reason. Younger. Yeah. That's still a good reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be uh, weird for you to be my brother-in-law. I mean, really. <laughs> and stranger or, things have happened. Wait, not brother-in-law, uh, son-in-law. Right. 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 Because it'd be weirder for me to be your brother-in-law because then I'd have to like you'd, you'd, your wife would have to be a Mormon. Well, no, well, you'd have to or marry my wife's be a sister. Husband and sister, yeah, I'm lost. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, my uh, new son-in-law. I don't even know who I'd have to marry to make this happen. <laughs> oh, oh, well, so today feels like it's going to be a tech episode. Yeah, because it's National Chocolate Day, right? Of course, that's what you do on National Chocolate Day. You talk tech. <laughs> you talk tech. Yep. <laughs> if you're two IT guys on Chocolate Day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you kick us off then? Um, because you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to bulldozer the agenda on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So um, I've got I've got some technical stuff to go. Oh, you you pasted in a picture. I was like, what? I I was like, <laughs> I, I, did. I clicked a link and a picture showed up. I'm like, what did, what happened here? <laughs> this is the, we're, we're talking tech. <laughs> talking tech. A magic the, happened. The, the so, joys of a, of a shared document in real-time editing while recording. <laughs> so we'll talk about uh, uh, fun things is, uh, you know, generally speaking, I like change. Uh, but when it comes to changing my phone, I don't like changing them as much because I've become very efficient over the last two years of dealing with my phone and exactly where it is and what I want. But all that aside, the, uh, the iPhone transition from what it used to be to what it is now, put them side by side, they sync up and it's like 90% done at that point. You've got a couple applications that don't, don't work so well. Uh, but, but overall the, so I've got the new, iPhone 14 Pro, you know, I, I sub micro or Apple has suckered me in. Um, if it's got pro behind it, that's what I'm going to get. Uh, plus you can see the camera. Uh, I, you know, I, you can see that this camera is big, mm -hmm. but when you compare it to, you know, my, whoa, my 12, the camera size is, ugh foggy it's much <laughs> it's much bigger it's probably it's probably a quarter size bigger all the way around the new camera system mm -hmm. and it sticks out a lot further than yep. the old one yep. i know that that's better for photography but it also makes for a bigger case thicker case and it's also a bit heavier the whole now, thing's a bit heavier remind me you have did you have the pro version of both or the pro max version Pro, I had pro, pro both. So I I don't do the Max. Max is Max is a, an iPad Mini on my hip, and I mean the the regular size is is big enough all by itself. Yep. Uh, so the camera's okay. I don't. I mean, I haven't seen really excellent camera things about it yet, but I haven't mm -hmm. got to fully test it. One thing I did notice is it does have a really cool feature. I was. I was looking at a picture of my family and I 
clicked on it, I held the click on it and I held it, it was on us. And I, cause I was looking at, it was a 10 burst and I was looking to, how do I get to the 10 burst to choose which picture I wanted to choose? And so I was holding down to see if it'd give me options. But what it did is it highlighted and outlined my family and made it an editable object at that point. So I could have pulled just us out of the picture. So it's got some really cool editing, but I think that's the new iOS, not the new iPhone, right? Um, I was just wondering, I'm trying to remember if that is the phone or if that's the software. How did you, did you just looking in photos, did you just press and hold on a photo? Yep. Yeah. That is, that is the software. Cause I can do that now. You can do that too. So, so I, that was a cool feature that I found out on, on accident. Uh, yep. but it is really cool because, uh, it, it was very intelligent as far as the pixels that it chose. And I could easily have just put you right in that picture with us or, <laughs> taking us out and we're running in your marathon with you. I've got photographic proof. I'm your (laughs) son-in-law. So, so like I could take a picture of my, my beat up toenail from my, uh, my marathon and cut it out of whatever it is and paste it into a shared document or something. Yeah. There you go. Let me see here. Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny is it looks like it's like a doctor's picture because it's cut out and everything. Exactly. Which is actually pretty funny because I'm going to have to send this to my doctor because I need to know, like, I don't, it has, it is not getting any better. (laughs) Anyway, back to you. Don't let me railroad this. I was the first picture I opened and I was like, can I cut, can I cut this? Oh, I can cut this out. Look at that. Mm -hmm. All right, so then my where'd my link where'd they all go? Oh, here we go. Okay, so the camera size is big. Uh, so the new phone features the SOS feature for yes. now. What I'm not sure about uh, is so my farm is out of out of cellular service. I thought that I could get right. Re- I thought it would let me make phone calls in the satellite it does not appear that you can use it as like a backup phone service when you are out of service it's for emergency calling only yes uh but i didn't want to dial well i didn't want to dial 911 to to make sure it worked uh because if if i ever did that i mean and if anybody ever does do that you never hang up you go ahead and make the call you let it ring. The person calls and said, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to dial 911. I wanted to make sure that you knew that this was not an emergency and you can close this ticket, close this incident, whatever you got to do. Let yep. me know when I can hang up. Yep. <laughs> Is it safe for me to hang up yet? Yep. It, I know. That. Uh-huh. So, um, so it does show SOS at the top when it's out. And, but what I also read when I got my phone is it said that, the service would be available in the fall of 2022. Well, this is the fall of 2022, so I don't know if it's active or not. But like I said, I didn't feel up to calling 911 and making sure that it worked and even see what address I had, if it could even find me, if it was an emergency. So I didn't get to try that, but it is there. Um, The battery charging, I had one little thing and i don't know if it was just a one-off thing or not um so i took my i i charged it overnight on my uh, my extra cord downstairs on my desk Mm because i wanted a full charge when i did the migration and so i let it charge overnight Uh, i got up yesterday morning i did my migration and then i left to go down to the farm well when i plugged in my charging cable it came on the chart, you know, little charging indicator came on and then it went off. And I know that they're trying to do intelligent battery charging to give the battery the best chance of a long life. Yep. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to sweat it. The cord's plugged in tight. The adapter's plugged in tight. It's not charging. This is the first day out of the box. It may be learning. I mean, so I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, let it learn. And I got on the phone and drove to the farm and had my ways on and had my, I was making a phone call the whole time and the battery life keeps going down and down and down and down and not charging. And I was like, well, I'm driving. I can't 
troubleshoot this. <laughs> you know, I can't go into battery settings and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I got it. I got to my destination. You know, I shut down everything because I'm like, well, I've got to at least keep 50% battery in case I've got to drive back and I want service on the way back. So I mm-hmm. stopped doing what I was doing, got off my phone call, got off my Waze app. Got, I don't, I don't need ways just in case I only keep it in case there's an accident, you know, yeah. so it'll yeah. direct me around. Yeah. Um, it got there, um, and went about my day. And when I went home, I put it on the charger. It immediately started charging and went up to 100%. So I don't know if it's a problem or if it was, uh, doing its, its cycle on learning every time, every time I plug it up now, it starts charging. So, so you mentioned that, and it's kind of funny because the exact or something similar happened when I got my new MacBook. Yeah. I noticed that it was charging up only to eighty percent when I would be sitting at my, you know, at my uh, kitchen uh, breakfast bar. Mm-hmm. And so one time I had to leave later that day, and I was like, "No, I need you at a hundred percent charge all mm-hmm. the way." And I went into the power settings somehow and turned that off or on or or something. And it has always charged to a hundred percent ever since. That's interesting because my my MacBook Pro was doing the exact same thing. It would stay around seventy eight percent, and it said, and it had a notification that said not charging to one hundred percent because you don't take this thing out. You, you don't you don't remove it. It doesn't operate off of battery very often, so we're not charging it. So what I don't understand though is I don't know where. I oh optimized battery. Oh yeah, optimized battery charging. Yeah. So I just found the setting in settings under Mac OS mm-hmm. and optimized battery charging is enabled. Mm-hmm. But it has always gone to hundred percent ever since that first day when I said don't do that. Yeah. So huh. I don't get it. I don't understand. It, it, I guess it has decided that to be optimal, it needs to be a hundred percent for me. Reduce <laughs> charging. Yeah. It'll wait to finish. Yeah, that's what but mine is on that too. But mine is now at a hundred percent and I, I didn't do anything. And but mine's been <laughs> <It was> learning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it it hurt us and then it uh it made an adjustment. Your phone is <laughs> listening to you. Yeah. And then oh, so so speaking of location, one of the things that I read on the iPhone 14, which I didn't read before, was that it so find my phone. Your phone can now be found if it has been powered off and wiped and reloaded. You can still find the location. Uh, at once it's like reconnected or something. Yeah, yeah, it would have to be. I mean, it have to be having some sort of network connection. Yeah, but yeah, if but... you've got the SOS stuff, it can be found through the satellite, so it would always have a connection. As long as it's powered on, yeah. Yeah, as long as it's powered on. Uh, So if somebody, if you lost it and somebody's like, well, I'm just going to reset this thing to factory defaults and go. But once you've registered it in your Apple account, it's it's now. Yeah, I think that's been like that for some time, though, because even if you wiped it out, that was the whole point is like the hardware, the Mac Mac address or the IMEI or whatever doesn't change. So I'm pretty sure that's been like that for some time. Even okay. If you wiped it, they could they could find it once you got connectivity back to the Apple Cloud. That is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess now with that satellite antenna, you can get it even more so. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. We can um, find you. We have our ways. <laughs> one of the things that didn't transfer and everything. I mean, I expected things like Signal to require a reauthentication, and it did. Yep. Um, WhatsApp. I mean, I the that did. Um, anything that was associated with the cell phone number, it changed. And I didn't have to change my SIM either. You got uh, the eSIM, right? Yeah. And and I don't know what that means. Is that a physical SIM or is it not? It's okay. electronic. Electronic. Yep. Yeah, because I liked uh, I liked being able to take the SIM out, put it physically in another one, and it just goes. Yep. Uh, but it detected, you know, when I said I wanted to migrate from old phone to new phone, it said, do you want this to be the new phone number? The old one will stop. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And it went through and no problems. Uh, the only problem that I did have with an application was my Microsoft Authenticator app. It yep. brought in one entry, 
but it left three others that said additional authentication is required. And it's like, okay, what's the additional authentication? You must scan the QR code. Oh, you mean I need to reset you up from scratch is what you mean. Cause <laughs> they, I was like, exactly. well, <laughs> either don't my, either tell me you're not going to migrate me or, you know, I was like, well, that's kind of useless. So I have to go reset those back up. But fortunately I have my old phone so I can, log into my account and then reset up MFA. Yep. So yeah, and, and that's typical Microsoft fashion. Like, you know, like how are you going to like you know, repair this? Well, just wipe the operating system and reinstall everything from scratch. <laughs> hmm. that, well, that, that, but they used to do that too. Like an internet explorer, um, when they introduced the feature to resume an interrupted download, mm -hmm. it just restarted the download. <laughs> that was great. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really understand why, what was the point of it? Because I could back it up to my iCloud account and then I could restore it from my iCloud account, but it still didn't restore the authentication parts of it. So like, ah, okay. Uh, I don't know. So back to something else you talked about, the whole touching um, and selecting uh, uh, an object and mm -hmm. cutting it out of the photo. Like essentially the... Um, the Photoshop lasso, magic lasso tool, mm -hmm. right? Um, I'm having mixed results with that. It will, like anytime I try to copy a person, it either does nothing when I press and hold it, or it highlights it, and then I click the copy button, and nothing happens. It doesn't actually copy. Hmm. It's bizarre. But I did it with like plates of food and my toe. That worked fine. Hmm. That's funny. Um, it is funny. I don't understand. I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah. I'll have to dig into that one a little bit deeper. I don't, the dynamic island. That I don't, I don't remember what that, I remember hearing about it. I don't even remember what that that's is. That's the little black space at the top. Oh, that's, that's on your phone though, right? You have yeah. that, I don't have that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it has been interesting because it's had it adds some information up there uh, that you don't that you'll lose otherwise, you know, because like when Waze, if you've got Waze on and and you've turned Waze off, it used to be like a little blue diagonal up at the top. Now it's in the dynamic island so you can find it. OK, doing some interesting things with that. One thing I, they've I added. Yeah, I remember hearing about that on the, the demo, but I wasn't really paying a lot of attention. So I, I didn't really, that didn't sink in. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I don't really care about that is in there at the bottom, there's a search button now, a little tiny search button that'll sit outside the icons and everything. Like, I don't need the search button because I dragged from the top down or, you know, hold and drag down and that search. I mean, so I don't. That might be hard for some ordinary users to find. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I know some users that I can't convince them, you know, just drag from the right corner in for your camera. Yep. I got to find the camera app. I don't even know where the camera app is. Yeah, I don't need it. Drag down. It's right there. Yeah. <laughs> So what would you say out of all these new features, what's your favorite iOS feature update? Uh, um, I wouldn't say that any of them are, I guess the SOS is probably my favorite, my favorite thing. Yep. Uh, even though you haven't had to use it. Even though I haven't had to use it. I like the idea because one of the things that I was concerned about at the farm is if I fell off the roof, I couldn't call anybody. I mean, I, I couldn't dial 911. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what also has that though. Your your Apple Watch has that, but like, oh, but you have no cell service. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. No cell service. Okay. So corrected. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, well, and and I don't know why this didn't dawn on me before. I had well, but I had satellite internet there before. Just do uh, wireless calling, and my yep. wireless internet there will go. Uh, but if I'm in the woods or if exactly. I'm not near the house, um, that I think that that's my my favorite thing yep um that's cool yeah and it is fast it does yep. you know it's got a nice i mean it's very responsive every yep. time we get a new iphone i think it's more responsive than the last one and i'm like oh i thought i had it it was really good before well this every time you better. get the every time you get a new iphone it's the best fastest iphone we've ever made <laughs> we're like well of course it is idiots you didn't yeah. slow the thing down so yeah, yeah. we wouldn't buy it 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. My only complaint is that it's a little bit bigger, a um, yep. little bit bigger, a little bit heavier. Um, but but now if I was to go to the 14 Pro, it'd be a little bit smaller because I have the 12 Pro Max. Ah, there you go. So there mm-hmm. you go. Yep. All right. You, cool. You probably feel like you'd uh, lost real estate, though. Like, yeah, I moved into a smaller house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think at this point I probably would be okay with a slightly large, slow, smaller phone. Like I, I'm noticing more the, you know, the size of the phone when I have it in a pocket or when I run with it in my flip belt. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm thinking more and more I could deal with a smaller phone and be okay. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's rough, you know, do I want a mini well, not anymore, right? Because they don't make those anymore. They just did those on the 13 and then they gave up on that. So I guess I don't want and my mini, my iPhone mini. That's my watch. That's my yeah. Apple watch. <laughs> so. so I have the, I have the biggest watch and I have the biggest phone right now, uh-huh. but also the smallest MacBook and the smallest iPad. So it's an interesting contradiction. There, so. <laughs> it's a, it's some weird Freudian thing. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's the biggest and the smallest. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Yeah. So overall, oh, you know, I, I do think the battery life is pretty good. Yep. And they do tend to get better, you know, so mm-hmm. knock on wood. I have not noticed any performance degradation in my uh, either my new MacBook M2 or in my iPhone 12 Pro Max since updating to the latest ios and watch os or on my ipad retina either mm-hmm. one cool. so, uh retina mini, mini ipad mini mini whatever yeah anyway mm-hmm. so kudos to apple for not breaking everything and making my operating systems drag after an upgrade so i'm very happy about that good <laughs> yep. all right so next i want to talk uh we're going to talk tech today so well, we had been talking tech Oh yeah, we have been talking tech, uh, consumer tech. Now we're going to talk business consumer tech, I guess. So the we talked about our we want to talk about XDRs and EDRs and mm-hmm. not DVRs or NVRs or you know, there's a lot of acronyms there. But there, so I have, and we talked about it a little bit. So I have Deep Instinct as my antivirus provider. And it was my understanding that they did uh, learning, you know, of behavioral learning and patterns and looking for new patterns. And uh, then my SOC told me, well, we need to install this extra EDR uh, with it. I'm like, well, I thought that's what Deep Instinct was. Well, it is. It is. But we want to install this other one because it's going to give us more insight and more abilities to protect you from viruses. And of course, I just said, okay because i mean i need you to protect my computers and then uh you know then it becomes a hard thing for me to explain to my customers like okay we we have an edr we we installed an edr but i thought we had an edr we did this is better (laughs) i was like i need to ask peter (laughs) the 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 uh security expert what's an edr (laughs) So, so, so again, different vendors will call different things or call the same thing, different things or different things, the same thing, depending on the day. Um, EDRs, it's short for endpoint detection and response. It's going to generally be an agent that runs on your windows or Linux or Macintosh machine. Mm -hmm. And what it's going to do is in addition to either traditional signature based or next generation behavior-based antivirus or malware protection. In addition to being able to block a malicious process that, you know, might spawn like from a bad download or a virus or something, my do not disturb mode is not working. (laughs) I'm being disturbed. (laughs) I am am disturbed. I am disturbed. (laughs) I was going to talk about the new features that I liked. And one of them is the um, focus-based do not disturb settings, which apparently I need to tweak because I am being disturbed, even though I'm in a focus (laughs) setting. Anyway, uh, what what most EDRs will do is in addition to or supplementing, like blocking malicious processes, they also will track the behavior that led up to its execution 
Mm-hmm. And they also will usually offer network containment of the device. Mm-hmm. So you can, for example, um, if uh, you see that some sort of ransomware ran on this system, mm-hmm. you might notice that what led to that was a copy of Adobe Acrobat. Mm-hmm. And well, what led to that? Well, it was a copy of Google Chrome going to this website. Well, what led to that? That was a copy of Microsoft Outlook. And then you can see that this user received an email, clicked a link, opened the browser, downloaded the malicious PDF, which then spawned JavaScript that kicked off a bad, you know, like like ransomware, for instance. Mm -hmm. And that process of doing that manually without an EDR tool can take hours. Yeah. And I remember the first time I saw this now, it's hard to believe it was six years ago. It was in 2016. I was at the Sophos partner conference. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing this just after I had gotten my um, SANS uh, certified incident handler certification. Mm-hmm. And I had just learned how to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like part of the labs, you had to do this. It took, you know, it took a few hours to break this apart and, um, you know, make sure you could track what process actually spawned, the, you know, this, this malicious uh, document. And Sophos Intercept X was able to backtrack this and show it in a matter of like eight seconds. Awesome. And I was like, well, that was a great $5,000 and, you know, six (laughs) weeks of my life spent studying for this exam down the drain. Wonderful. Thank you. (laughs) I've been replaced with a software platform. Yep. (laughs) So I've been written, you know, I've been replaced by a small shell script. (laughs) Well, you know, if, and of course, I'm not I'm not as interested in the security side of things like you are of actually doing it. I'm very interested in it. Mm-hmm. But like I'm very interested in, you know, how my truck works or that my truck is working. I'm not necessarily interested in how it works, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I don't think that I could. I don't think that I could backtrack that like you described the manual way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I could. I mean, and I don't it's, even know that by work. default. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, but, it, it is work for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know that the logging uh, is appropriate and would that's, give me the information that I need. And that's the other thing. By default, Windows doesn't track a lot of this stuff. A lot of it you can find, right? But it involves digging through artifacts and, and having like running processes. Mm-hmm. And so if these processes have been all killed and you didn't get to the machine on time and it was shut down, mm-hmm. your history is all gone. Right. And then it's a matter of, you know, catching memory dumps if you have them for some reason, which why would you, Uh, you know, (laughs) so so it becomes a real, you know, real chore if it's even possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is like, you know, this kind of analysis usually requires taking a snapshot of memory so that you can go back and see what's in the process tree and backtrack it. it is not easy. This is not a pointy clicky, you know, like, oh, okay, here's ransomware.exe. What spawned that? Oh, it was Adobe Acrobat Reader.exe. Okay, what spawned that? It do, you know, it's like, this is PID 11526. And now <laughs> you got to find the parent of that, which is 2299. Okay, fine. And now I've got to backtrack and find, okay, 2299. Where did that? Oh, it's not here. I got to look over in this table and find, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's a lot of bookmarking and getting back to and, uh, connecting strings to thumbtacks on the walls of photos of the killer at this location. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A lot of that kind of stuff. It's a lot of that kind of stuff. And then, you know, so one of the things that, that I, I asked about this, uh, from my sock is like, I, you know, I still don't have a scene and, uh, and I would, you know, I still want to be able to sell that because I mean, I don't want, it's not so much about selling it as much as some of my regulatory clients need it. And as part of their requirements and it's in most cases, well, like my banks, it's not required, but it's strongly recommended. And they would Mm -hmm. really like that running against their core system, against the network for all the reasons you described as malware, being able to trace that back. Because if it's a bank, it's more likely theft malware. You know, I want to find out who stole it and how. You know, That's who's going to be targeting them anyway. Yeah. Uh, and so I asked my socket. They were like, well, you do have a seam. Like, do I really? I've got an EDR. Mm-hmm. So uh, based on the definition of long-term logging, how much time do I have in the log? 30 days, like, 
is that really extended logging in your definition? Because in my definitions, that's not thir- that's not long-term logging. That's the technicality. Technically, you have a seam, but yeah. not really implement. But what else, though? I mean, that this this event management, you know, a sim implies that you're aggregating multiple sources of incident and event uh, logs. Mm-hmm. So if you're just gathering, you know, aggregate, I, I suppose technically sure. But the question is, what is the requirement, right? Is is the requirement you have a SIM or is the requirement you have the functionality that is often associated with having a SIM? Because yeah. frankly, I would take a robust EDR tool over having a SIM any day, mm-hmm. right? If If I know that it's going to have all the stuff that I need, as well as response capabilities in addition to just logging code capabilities, mm-hmm. right? So it really depends, you know, again, so that's, that's a question for like the regulators. Like if they're saying thou shalt have a SIM, that's different from thou shalt be able to retrace your logs and account for, you know, like what led to an incident or stop one from occurring. Yeah. But of course the regulators aren't always as informed about everything they catch a term and grab onto close. it uh but so in at least in our regulatory uh, audit that we did this year they wanted to know was logging occurring and is there a seam <laughs> and okay. yeah and you know and i i responded truthfully that there is logging there is yep. not a seam i mean yep. and you could say that there's a seam. I know that you can, you know, if we want to get litigious about it, you could say that there's a seam, but I do not, you know, if we're going to be with the heart of the rule, I don't have my firewalls, my switches, my servers, my workstations, my yep. printers, all reporting everything that they possibly know to a centralized location. And in my experience, you often don't need it because, you know, generally the, what happens, the bad stuff generally ends up happening on an endpoint. Mm-hmm. They may have gotten through the firewall and that's how they got to it. But, you know, like, yeah, they probably it, reverse it, proxy to that endpoint to your very well could have, you know, <laughs> so where point. are you going to find the logs on it? Again, it comes down to that endpoint. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, kind of, yeah. We've got a seamish, <laughs> a seamish, a seamish. I like that. <laughs> a seamish. Yeah, I just don't like you know when somebody asks me point blank, "Do you have this?" And I want yeah. to say, if I really have it, I want to say yes, I do, or yeah. no. And so, I mean, how I handle it from a marketing standpoint, as I say, you get seam light by default if you want a full blown seam. We can get that for you. It's an additional yep. cost. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's totally reasonable. And, you know, you might, you know, if you have a reasonable auditor, you can have a discussion with them and say, okay, well, what's the intent? Why are you asking this question? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Like, because if I can do everything that you would want a SIM to give me, why do you care whether I have one or not? If it technically yeah. meets the, you know, it's like they say, like um, AeroPress I think AeroPress is, that's my favorite way to make coffee. It makes a great cup of coffee. And people say like, yeah, but it's not espresso. And I'll say, yeah, but I don't care. It makes a great cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, you know, like what's the intent here? You know, I want a good cup of coffee. I don't care what you call it. Bingo. There you go. (laughs) What else you got? Talking tech. Talking tech. tech. So I had, you know, so I, um, I subscribed to, uh, Galactic Advisors, uh, Bruce McCulley's, uh, new firm. And, uh, you're going to say Bruce Banner, Bruce Banner. <laughs> so, so I, I, I kind of think that the name's a little goofy, but Hey, whatever. Um, hey, Bruce is part of the Galactic Advisors, <laughs> but the they focus the galaxy. <laughs> They focus on security and helping MSPs like myself uh, be secure and advise our clients how to be secure. And okay. I've learned a ton of stuff, stuff that you you probably already, well, I know that you already knew, uh, but you've spent 
a lot of time dedicated to this. I I can't focus all of my time on these things. So I have to have uh, somebody who is you advising me on yeah. these things. Yeah, we could and arrange that. We can arrange that. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things that, that he brought up, uh, which was funny, it was just kind of brought up like we knew that we should, you should be doing this, uh, you know, is the tabletop ep- exercises. And I'm like, Dungeons and Dragons, we're going to play Dungeons and, and it more or less is, as you said, Dungeons and Dragons for executives. Mm-hmm. We're going to sit down and we're going to toss out scenarios of, of how, you know, how would we respond from an IT standpoint roll the dice if if it's a nine oh 16 16 oh your ups just blew up <laughs> you failed your savings throw battery died <laughs> uh but i mean it's it's definitely um i i feel like a worthy exercise uh and and so to 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 explain what it is so you get your um executives in the room there's the die dice you get your executives in the room who are and we rolled a oh house rules if it falls off the table it doesn't count yep doesn't count (laughs) sorry that was another new feature of the um of um mac os and ios i was playing with you can use your phone camera for conferencing Oh yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I was like, well, how'd cool. he do that? Uh, but now I know. Yeah, Very yeah. cool. I'll have to give that one a try. Uh, so get your executives together, not the ones who don't make, um, who who are not tied into any of the action. Like your, there you go. Like your financial people might specific ones might be involved uh, because if there is a ransomware, then they would be involved in the ransomware department mm-hmm. uh so getting all your action people together plan on a one to four hour meeting um going over scenarios of things that could go wrong and mm-hmm. how you guys are going to handle them uh and the, the point is not to point fingers at people not do, having done their job in one way or another coming up with all these redundancies it is about finding solutions for your for your company and um you know, blocking as many holes as you possibly can. You can't account for every single scenario and you can't, money is also finite. So like, okay, well, Peter, I need an entire new core system and I need switches and buildings and people all sitting here right beside this building operating in warm. And uh, if anything happens to the first building, we're going to switch over to the second building. Obviously. Great. (laughs) that's fine we've got that and it'll be costing you one billion (laughs) dollars yeah yeah but you know what happens if your firewall goes out what happens if your switch goes out what happens if your ups goes out (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i've i've um i've been a part of a number of tabletop exercises and also conducted them also i play role-playing games a lot like dungeons Mm -hmm. and dragons and it really is that's all it is really you know you're asking like well how would you respond to this well we have this okay great um but you know you've identified that you have this single point of failure named steve and he's on vacation now what do you do oh we Mm -hmm. call him He's backpacking in Colorado and has no cell service. Now, what do you do? And that's when, you know, like the, the frantic glances are made around the table and mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, okay. So this is something you think about. And then they think about it for a second and then they walk away and never think about it again. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember, Peter, you told me that if Steve <laughs> were hiking in Colorado, just like he is right now, we wouldn't be able to reach him. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> and? And, and you're right we can't reach him and, <laughs> and it's really bad peter what are we gonna yep. do <laughs> well i can tell you what you're not gonna do is listen to me next time this happens either so we'll just go ahead and move <laughs> <Yeah>. along <laughs> let's move along then <laughs> all right so uh that's all the the technical things that i really um came up with mm-hmm 
Well, um, I'll give a quick running update. Mm -hmm. um, I have decided that I am trying to, I'm my weekly, my, like my running weekly goals. Uh, I'm trying to figure out exactly what I want to do to maintain. Uh, and I think I might've been a little overzealous because what I did was I picked out, um, essentially like the last couple of weeks out of Mark Kukuzela's um, marathon plan. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'll just alternate between these two weeks. And really what they are is like, it's the last two weeks before the taper. So you're at like peak marathon training. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think I might dial it back just a hair. Right. <laughs> so, because, because um, what I'm at like is um, Mondays would be eight minute intervals Tuesdays a recovery half hour run and some strength training or some cross training. Uh, Tuesdays a seventy minute aerobic run, you know, which is you know decent, not 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 too intense, but zone mm -hmm. three training or so. Uh, Thursdays another half hour recovery drug and you know some strength training. Uh, then Fridays would be today be like an hour long jog, so easy. Mm -hmm. uh, and then tomorrow would be like a two hour long run. And then mm -hmm. that would be like my routine every single week. Mm -hmm. It's now that I think about it, I put it down. It's actually not that bad because it's not really all that different from doing 10 K or an hour every other day, mm -hmm. but I'm going to try it. I'm going to try to keep with this just for a week and see how it goes. So that means today I need to do a, just a jog for about an hour. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to go up and visit my folks. And uh, tomorrow morning, before I go to a friend's birthday party, I'm going to go and do a two hour long run out in the, out in the woods of Vermont. Cool. So that's my, that's my plan. So that's my fitness update. Fitness update. Very good. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so I do have a, um, a book that I'm reading right now. What are you reading right now? I'm reading right now. So, you know, Mike McCallowitz, pumpkin plan guy, that, that guy. I do know group. the pumpkin okay. plan guy, the toilet yep. paper entrepreneur and the, uh, and the pumpkin plan. Yes. Yep. So, so Mike McCallowitz has a new book called, it's not, it's not precisely new. It's new. And now there's the new and revised version, uh, which is th that one's new, but it's, it's called clockwork. And, um, it's not, um, when you, when you hear the title of it, it's like getting your company to run like clockwork. I mean, that's the, that's the premise of it, mm -hmm. but the real premise of it is, you know, Michael Gerber e-myth yep. that is, you know, he talks about working on your business, not working in your business processes, and processes, building a process. So, that, so what Michael, Mike McCallowitz is saying, he's saying that there's three steps in a, uh, in a, in a company evolution. Step one is um, Michael Gerber, E-Myth. You know, you start, you have the entrepreneurial seizure, you start your company, you start building these processes, and then it, it grows. And then step three is traction, EOS. Um, mm -hmm. Gino Wickman talks about how you have your team of 20 plus people of executives and, and how are, you know, how are you getting them all to work together and build this entrepreneurial operating system? Well, I like track and there's other, there's scaling up with Harnish. Um, yep. And so, I mean, there's nothing, I don't have anything against uh, scaling up. It's just got to choose one way. It's, it's either Mac or <laughs> windows. I mean, pick your <laughs> AWS or, or Google, you know, whichever one you want. Mm -hmm. So I like traction. Well, for me, traction, my company's not big enough for traction. Okay. So my managers, quote unquote managers are also the employee who is doing the work for that department. So it, you know, traction is really working when you're having meetings from a top-down standpoint. Your executives, mm -hmm. you're meeting with the marketing executive. The marketing executive is then meeting with their team and working through these things. And so you're not deciding at the C level which color is the marketing team choosing for the postcard. Right. <laughs> you know? but, but my company is not that big. Mm -hmm. So we got 10 people. Well, we're not, 
we're not enough executives. So what Mike McCallowitz has uh, determined, he's like, there's a step two in this process. There's this middle step getting you from your $1 million company to your 10, 20, 200, $300 million company that's running on traction. And what I'm going to do is walk you through the intentional steps of how you get to that traction size company. And, and I agree with that in concept. So I'm going through the book right now. Just, I'm just one, just listening to the whole audiobook part of it, get the gist of it. And then I'm going to start working through the, the workbook side of it and, and going through the intentional steps, kind of like I do with traction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think, I mean, it's, this doesn't change how I, how I had plans for my company, but mm-hmm. it's going to give me some intentional steps to get me through the, through the medium time where it's like, yes. it's, it's, I don't know what to do to get to the step where I've got 20 executives in a room yeah. Yeah. <laughs> except well, work I mean, harder. Yeah. Right, but there you go. You know, work harder. Now you're, you're done. That's it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but what he wants you to do, he says, you know, his litmus test is you can leave your company for four weeks. The company will continue to function and in fact, grow without you. That's your litmus test. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Speaking of that, I am trying to find a place to book for a vacation in Costa Rica this winter. Can I come too? If you want to go surfing. (laughs) So I am looking for places with two bedrooms Uh and I'm trying to find a place that is both close to or in the mountains and also relatively close to the beach. Mm -hmm. Um, If I had to prioritize, I think I would probably choose the mountains over the beach just because I plan to spend more time running in the mountains Mm -hmm. than than surfing or wading in the water and stuff. But if we need to have another offsite to discuss, you know, mergers and acquisitions and security services and stuff. Yeah, um, we should we we might need to realign our our calendars for that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh, Costa Rica is is in is in our list. Um, I could not go without my wife. That's why I'm looking for two bedrooms. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> two bedrooms, internet, and uh... Wi-Fi is a must. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not planning to stop my business for a month. I am planning on relocating mm-hmm. for a month or so. Month. And yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at some decent things and decent places, and I just you know it's really kind of hard it's sight unseen and most of these places up here that i've booked airbnbs in in the states it's like oh you can cancel up to like a day before and Mm -hmm. down in costa rica they're all like you can cancel within 48 hours yeah so it's a little more of a commitment you know and i don't want to like start booking something and then oh i've got two days just to cancel it and stuff so i'm really looking at you know that the cost of the flight and you know probably need to rent a car so you know and then but other than that, like the rental of the places down there, you know, there's some prices like it's less than it costs to rent a place up here. Yeah. Yeah. So why wouldn't I spend mm-hmm. uh, spend the dead of winter in Costa Rica? Sounds good mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, I agree. So friend of mine, uh, well, friend of ours, uh, one of the places in her bucket list is the Seychelles. Okay. And, and I had never heard of the Seychelles until they brought it up and invited us to go you had heard of it i have okay i've never been but i've heard never been so we're going in february and it's a very we're only going for um 12 days right um but uh like i said the the cost of the bed or an airbnb or a a verbo of it we're actually staying at a verbo it's like 100 vacation vrbo vacation rental I don't know what the B.O. stands for. Don't know that one. Bad, bad odor. <laughs> but it can't be that. First thing that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, VRBO, vacation rental. Like I said, I don't remember what the, the, the other part of the acronym is, but they're like a bed and breakfast, but there's no yeah. breakfast. You just, you're, yeah. <laughs> you're renting. It's like a bed. Thing. Yeah, it's like a bed. <laughs> uh, but it was like uh, between $118 to $130 a night mm-hmm. for, you know, 
three bedroom with a yep. pool, all yeah. the all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and some of these 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 Costa Rican places I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at two, maybe three thousand dollars for a decent place, like for the month. Mm-hmm. Some of them have swimming pools and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm. Hmm. So yeah. I'm hoping this weekend to make my decision and actually have a place to to uh, be picked out to go down there. Nice. And then you I was looking at me. the the trips, like the the flights and the return trips and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's a it's a twenty six hour return trip." I'm like, no, I want to come home on the same day. Thank you. <laughs> I do not want to spend eighteen hours in the Panama City Airport. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. No. Yeah. Thank you. So we're in January. We are going to Portland, Oregon. Not nearly as nice as Costa Rica. But you might be able to get together and have coffee with or beer with listener of the show, Scott Wilsey. Well, yeah, I thought I hadn't thought about that. Is he is he close to Portland? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He says he lives in Portland. even It's not technically in Portland. Well, he doesn't say he lives in Portland. I say he lives in Portland, but he's very close to Portland. (laughs) Well, then, yes, we, we must have a brew of some kind. A brew. Friends with brews. (laughs) <laughs> all right is that it are we good i think i think we are good i think we're good tech heavy business happy episode but that's okay because that was mm-hmm. like part of the original intention of this so 180 episodes later it's about time we get back to our roots <laughs> back to business <laughs> well since you open it up why don't i close us down yes sir if you want to uh, leave us feedback or want us to discuss a t- particular topic, you can drop us a line. You can do that at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you want to find Adam, it's really easy. He's at Sublime Comp on. We didn't even talk about Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, Are the you still tweeting? <laughs> Are you still on uh Twitter at Sublime Comp? I <laughs> uh, guess technically I am. I, I been, yeah, yeah. I haven't been, been kicked off. Yeah, well, Twitter's got a new owner. Um Adam is still on Twitter at Sublime Comp. I am still on Twitter at Nicolaitis. You can find Adam at sublimecomp.com. That's his website and also at rrlavenderfarm.com. That's his other website. You can find my consulting business at ParadigmCC.com, YogaWithPeter.com. You can also find me at FriendsWithBrews.com. That's B-R-E-W-S, featuring a new and improved search engine, which is great. It works everywhere, thanks to listener of the show and webmaster Scott Wilsey, uh, except on my macintosh running the microsoft (laughs) edge browser (laughs) which is great but if you go there and say safari on a mac and you search for uh omegang you will find uh the uh, three philosophers brews that i've drunk uh, from there on the show so there you go yeah and on that note i think it's time for me to go for a run but not before i push the big red button to contact either us or our guests visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.